It's always something. And if you get in agreement with that, it's always going to be something. Well, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah, yeah. You get in agreement with that, you might as well just, because the other shoe's going to drop. You got to be careful about what you're getting into agreement with. That was our number one thing last week. And then we talked about our, we're setting the speed. What we are believing, what we are, uh, how much we're acting on what the word says is how fast that happens. How many knows God's the author of time? He's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. He created time. He can make the sun stand still. Joshua could be bold enough to ask God, could you make that sun not go down anymore? We'd like to kind of get rid of these guys. And God says, okay. And the Bible says that's never happened before and it's never happened since. Could you imagine having the boldness to be able to say, God, stop the sun. He can do time. He can do time. And it is our belief system. That's the third thing we looked at. Just the belief system that we have. What do you believe? What are you really grounded on? Because in crisis, we'll talk about that in a couple minutes. We'll find out what we really believe. You know, it is the heat that gets out the wrinkles. You put that iron down on those clothes, it's the heat that gets those out. What I like about about knowing that god is in charge of that there are seasons ecclesiastics says there's seasons there's a time for this a time for that time to cry time to weep i get that and i understand that you know but I, what i'm saying is this what's amazing to me is as how we can believe god can we really take god for what he says can we agree with what god really says you know the story of uh, peter and the disciples in the boat and jesus said you know he comes out there and they're saying it's a ghost and jesus says don't be afraid it's me and peter says this and what i love about peter's peter's just man he's out there i think sometimes peter shoots his mouth off before he really thinks about it you know but he says lord if it's you tell me to come now there's no account jesus doesn't say don't you dare come out here you can't do this he doesn't say anything of that jesus says well come on so peter now is taking his faith Notice that none of the other disciples got out. Well, he's talking to you. He ain't talking to me. So he gets out of the boat and he starts walking and it's working. He's walking and and the Bible says that he looks around. And this is what I'm trying to get you to see. As he as he walks out, he's in agreement with the Lord. Okay, you told me to come. Naturally, I should not be able to do this. But because you said so, I'm going past what I know to be naturally right. And I'm going to put my natural with your super and I can walk on water. So now he's doing that and it says he looks around and he sees that the winds and the waves are boisterous. There's a fun word for you. So the waves and the wind are giving each other high fives. Hey, woohoo! They're doing all that. And so Peter, and the Bible says he starts to sink. I never thought of this before, but if he sank, he would just be, if he's out of faith, it'd be just like, whoop, boom, he's under the water. Just like if you jumped off the dock and he says he started, so he's just doing this. Or you know, he's just going down. And the body, so he's, you know, things are just starting to overtake him. Circumstances are starting, starts thinking about, no, wait a minute, I shouldn't be able to do this. I don't know, this is crazy. Why did he get out of the boat? I never should have left Kansas. Dorothy, he's got all these things. Well, he wasn't really thinking that. I'm throwing that out there. But, you know, he's got all these things going in his mind. And the Bible says Jesus immediately 
So that tells me if we get in agreement with God's word and we take a risk just because we believe God, that if, it, if we see it and it starts falling, he'll save it. He'll save me and he'll save that. Okay. We talked about, after the belief system, we talked about a covenant and it's binding. We talked about why people get married and they go to a, and have a ceremony. And, and in front of these witnesses, what are they witnessing? They're witnessing the vows being exchanged, the words being exchanged, the covenant with those words. And so that's what they're talking about. God is, in Malachi, is a witness of the vows of your marriage, and he holds them accountable and all of that. So the difference of, of just living together and being married is a covenant. There's a big difference in that. And so there's those words. And so that's really key when we're talking about agreement. Um, so we're moving on here. So we're going to point number five. But if we, we talked about in four that in that covenant, we have to be careful of strife. How many of you knows what strife is? Bickering, fighting, arguing, um, just stinking thinking. Russell, 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 And, you know, tit for tat and all of that stuff. We have to be careful because in our prayers, the Bible says they're hindered. Because you know why? We can't operate in love and God is what? Okay, and they will know we are Christians by our... So we, we need to operate in that love and that love says we can't hold things to their account we can't hold bitterness we can't hold strife strife says it lets in all these other stuff it lets in all kinds of stuff that'll just build on what you're already upset about and then you ever been around and it's like nobody can do anything right and and then we get ourselves in all this mess so we have to be careful of that we have to watch what we get into agreement with because there is power in unity so our our brings us to our point number five today we went through the first four. Here's number five. Strength in numbers. Unity is power. Now, God it, with you is a majority. So it, not just even being married. You know, God can take a, a donkey jawbone and, and you can get a thousand people. I mean, he can, if one puts a thousand, two can put ten thousand. God's an amazing majority equalizer. He is the equalizer. He is 007. Think about that. Oh, never mind. Matthew 18, 18, 20 says, Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning some things, partial things, kind of, sort of some things, it says anything that they ask, anything that they ask, anything that they ask, anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. So it's not just a husband and a wife, but that's, there's power in that unity. It can be a person that's just a believer, and they're like, God, I'm, I'm a single, I'm by myself, I need you to agree with me. It could be a, a spouse that's a believer, and their, their spouse is not a believer. Then you need God. Maybe you need a brother or sister in the Lord. Or That's why we like small groups. Small groups bring forth, you've got to do life with somebody. Let somebody help you and help agree with you for the things that you're believing God for. If you remember, I want to be where Scott was. And I'm on my way. I can't quite get there, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. So I, I'm not going to get lost in the gap here and lose my faith in the gap. I'm going to stand on what I know to be true. So you can get an agreement with those with you. You can get an agreement with those without you. You can get agreement for the 
the good side and the bad side, the good side of things, and you can come to agreement with the enemy. You can believe in evil reports. You can believe what the doctor, the doctors are going to tell you the facts. They're by law required to tell you the facts. I still don't know of a doctor today, even if he's a believer, he's still got to tell you what they found. By law, he's liable for that. So he has to tell you those things. But you have to believe every, you know, faith is releasing God's will on this earth. That's what faith does. It releases the will of God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So you and I are the exchangers. We are the the lights that God is using to get his will here on the earth, to get his will accomplished here and see God do things here. It is your belief system that does that. Your belief in the word of God. Whatever you come into agreement with is what's coming in, in, into your domain. So whatever you're coming into agreement with, if it's good, it's coming into your domain. If it's bad, it's coming into your domain. What the difference is, is what you do in the gap time. Do you stand in that? Because that's where the time is tested. Do, I, I mean, do you really believe it? Because let's just be honest. It's really good in church. You come in church, church is easy to believe. Woohoo! I like it. Oh, that was good. Yes, I'm going to go. Yes. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, boy. I'm. Oh, yeah. I can't. All my bills are paid in Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then Mother Columbia Gas and Mr. Ohio Edison give you their bill when you get home on Monday. And you go, oh, God. What am I going to do? Well, we're going to try to help you with that. Now, you've got to be a good steward of that. I get it. I understand all that. But we have to stand why are we believing that if we're good steward with what God gives us, that he'll supply all of my need according to his riches and glory? Because the word says that. I'm going to get in agreement with what the word says, because if I agree with what the word says, God has already said it, and he's in agreement with what he said. Does that make sense? Say amen to that so I know you're awake. Come on. I tell you what we need. We need Christian chickens in here. We need a Chick-fil-A in here just to wake you guys up. But they don't work on Sunday, so you have to deal with me. Okay, so listen, we get in agreement with what God has already said and we start seeing the results of what we're in agreement with. So we find a word on what you need. The Bible says in Revelation 12, 11, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. When they're talking about overcoming, they're talking about overcoming the enemy by the blood of the lamb. Listen, the word of their testimony. The blood of the lamb is something that you didn't do. You didn't earn. You didn't deserve it. Jesus did it. You're saved by grace. And what he did on the cross brings you into covenant when you receive him. Now, once you're in covenant, you're marked for God. So now that you're in covenant, now it is the word of your testimony. Not the word of my testimony, because again, we all have, I'm on my way. But I got to get me a word. I got to have my daily bread. I got to have my God. Give me something to put into my sails. I need some wind to blow into my sails to get me going in the right direction. So I've got to get that word. So you find a word for what you need. If you don't have any money. I have people who tell me, oh, Lord Jesus, if I just had money. Oh, if I just had money, if I had me five hundred dollars, that'd be all I need. No, you need more God. Because then if you have more God, he'll meet your need. Because $500, you know, as soon as you spend $500, you're going to need what? More money. See how quiet that is. That's kind of an oxymoron. See how quiet that is. 
<laughs> Shut up and answer me. <laughs> you ever have your mom tell you that? Shut up and answer me. How's that work, mom? Uh. So you find a word on what you need, then you stand on that word. Because well, let me just say, the enemy is after your word, and when you stand on it, I'm going to stand on what? Because God's word will not come back what? Void. So I'm going to stand on what he said. God, according to what you said, according to your word, Father, I'm doing everything I can to be obedient with your word. So we've got to be living for God and doing what he's asking, and we're, you know, we're just being a follower. But according to the word, because of that, there are rights and benefits thereof. So I come into agreement for that to happen. I touch it. I put my hand on that seed. I lay hands on it, whatever it is. Maybe it's your car. I don't know. You speak over it, confess over it. Listen to me. I'm not teaching on this, but you need to listen to me. When they, when they fed the 5,000, they brought five loaves and two fish to Jesus. Jesus said, sit them in groups of 50. You ever try to get 20,000 people in groups that are hungry? I, need, I mean, I've been on youth convention just to rally 15, 25 kids and say, sit down, you guys. And they're all like, ha, 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 ha. I can't imagine 20,000. Of course, they're not teens, but there's kids in that bunch. Sit them in groups of 50. Bring the stuff to me. They take the stuff to Jesus. He takes it. He confesses over it. He breaks it and he gives it back to them. And now they're handing out less than what they gave him. And the point I'm trying to get you to is it is the word they con- he confessed over it, broke it, gave it back. And now they're going to give it out. It happened in the disciples' hands, not the Lord's hands. The miracle that you need, God is going to, it's going to happen in you, through you, by him. Does that make sense? So we're going to confess over it. We're going to speak over it. We're going to lay hands on it. We're going to release it. Faith always has a point of release. And we're going to talk about the force of faith and, and uh, use the force. And, and you're going to see things happen. My son is sitting in the front row and in his, I don't know if it's in his house yet, but he has a 10-point deer. And he can tell you and verify the story you've already heard me tell. Why? Because it, is, it was his seed. Agree with me on this. He released it, received it that day. Speak over it, release it, receive it in thanksgiving. You see, what happens is we don't see something right away. So then in that gap, from the point of where we set it, where we released it, to when it happens is where we lose it. Because then the enemy wears down. Now think about how this happened. I'm just going even a little deeper than I did in first service. Did he not do this to Eve? What did God really say? Did God say That you and he began to twist truth. And she said, well, he said we couldn't even touch it. And God didn't say any of that stuff. What I'm telling you is the enemy is after what if what God spoke to you and what you believed in and you spoke. Here's point number six. How do we stay in unity and power and faith? Communication. If you're married, you got to talk to each other. I'm not as good at this as I need to be. I'm working on it. I'm kind of, I don't even know if I'm where Tad was with Scott. I mean, I'm, I'm a work in progress. Because we're guys, right? Well, you're not all guys, so <laughs> there's a girl. Yes! No, you're not a guy. But guys, we're different than girls. Girls, you could say amen to that. 
Because you need, this is what girls need. Girls need that emotional connection. They need somebody that can talk to them, that can just tell them. They don't care. Like Kim would say, I got this, and I can give her four reasons how to fix that. Let me just say, she don't care about my four reasons. She just wants to tell me. She wants, she doesn't want me to fix it. She just wants to talk to me. You know, I could come home from the office and I've said all the words I want to say. And she'll say, how was your day? And because all day long, all she's been dealing with, of course, now he's, he's married and, and all the other kids are married except one. All she was dealing with before was mama, 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 I want lemonade. Mama, mama, he touched me. Mama, mama, he smacked. He got my toy. Mama, mama. That's all she, you know, so when I come home, she says, how's your day? And I'll say, good. What'd you do? Same. Who came in? Couple people. What do you want to want? I don't care. And she's like, oh, because guys are different than girls. Girls want that emotional connection. And I can't, you know, and I got to get this in my brain. I got to get this in my heart. And this has got to be part of my gap. Because what happens is, guys, we don't work that way. In our mind, we, you know, there's things that we just don't understand, and women are one of them. <laughs> women, you know, I would like, oh, I love this team. And she'll be, I don't like the color of their helmets. I just don't like. They're not going to win because they have, that's a bad color. You know, they're a winter. They should be in a. And, and we'll be like, what? I've brought cars to her. Look at this car. Is this car sweet? Listen to this car. I don't like it. Why? I don't know. There's just something about it. You don't. If we were doing grocery shopping, be happy. You can know all you want. But this is cars. I know cars. I don't know. There's something wrong. Something's just not right. And I don't know how God does that with women. But most of the time, guys, if we're honest, they're right. I don't know how that is. But we're not as complicated as that, are we? We just like food, love, and affection. You just give me honor, respect, food, love, and affection, and I'm a happy man. Okay? So we got to understand communication is key. So if we break that and, and, you know, and we get in this war, I'm not going to, no, don't you bring them lips over here and kiss, no, we got to understand, we got to get this thing to work because the enemy is after. The word. He's after the power that happens in agreement. Whether it's spiritual, socially, whether it's just communicating, physically, if you're married, all of that. That all works together because there is power. I'm telling you, he's afraid of what you bring to the table if you'd understand agreement. See, sometimes we, we just we spend a lot of time wanting what somebody else has. How'd that happen? I want to do that. I want, I want to, oh, wow, how'd that show up? How'd that happen? And we want that, and there's nothing wrong, but we can't covet that. We just have to go, there's got to be a reason how that happened. If God's no respecter of persons, then if he did it for you, guess what? He'll do it for me. But I have to understand how that works. I'm not doing it for things. I'm just, I just need to get close to God. Because if I'm doing it only for things, I'm motivated by the wrong spirit. I need that spirit of God in me that says, you know what, God, no matter what, I just love you. It's not about things. Because it's okay to have good things. You just can't have good things, have you? 
You just you have to start saying, God, you are number one no matter what. It is what your word says that I stand on. So this is our last point. Watch over your seed. See, the enemy, the seed he wants is your words. He's not coming after God's word. He already knows God's word is true. He wants to know what you think. Do you believe God's word? What's your word say? Do you ever, do you ever have your kids? Now, when I, you know, my kids would, would say something. They'd say to each other, and Sam's right here. I could just see Mallory and Sam and Zach, and Maddie was probably either not there yet or pretty little. They'd say something, and they'd say, uh-uh. And then one of them would say, yeah-huh. Uh-uh, yeah-huh, uh-uh, yeah-huh. Nuh-uh. Dad said, that's a whole nother level now. Mom said or dad said brings a whole nother like wham. That's like ninja mode. That's like Ralphie and Randy. I triple dog dare you. That's like, oh, mom said, dad said. So now it's like, no, I can't. So then they go, dad, mom, did you say? And if they said that, then it's like party's over. They can't have the uh 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 What if we said what he said? What if the enemy, because he's going to come after your word, just like he did Eve. Is that really what he said? Say what? Are you sure? Dad said. My father said. And we began to say what God said. That agreement from heaven to earth out of your mouth is that sword that comes out and just cuts to the marrow. Just So when the enemy's coming, he's saying, you know, your kid's not this. It's not going to, this isn't going to happen. You'll never be prosperous. You're going to be broke all your life. Da, 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 da. You can say, you know what? That's not what my father says. And because I'm his kid, you can take it up with him. Because he says it is written. And you begin to speak and get in agreement with what God said. And things supernaturally start changing. We live in a world where double-minded is easy. And we get nothing when we do that. So we can get in agreement with bad stuff. We can make up our own doctrine if it doesn't work. But then we have to finally look in the mirror and say, okay, God, how do I do that? I'm, I'm telling you in, the next, you, know, in the next couple months, we're going to be putting stuff in front of you. And I said in the first service, that we're going to be putting stuff to say because we're, we're believing we're going places. Uh, and God's doing some stuff whether we build and I kind of thinking he may have us build I don't know exactly where or what that will happen or we could buy a building. I don't know we lease this one But there's so much more things we want to do There's so more, much more things we want to be involved in and do more things So when that happens, we're not going to manipulate you. We're not going to sit there and make we're not going to give anybody a guilt trip We're not going to do anything like that. We're going to just tell you here's what it costs Here's the land we feel God wants us to buy or whatever we're doing. Here's the cost of this. Here's how much money we have. Here's what we're going to do. And we'll make it as easy and to show you that. And we're going to do it and we're going to pay for it. I'm going to believe in God we're going to pay for it cash. People say, well, what are you going to do till then? Stay right here. Add another service when we need it. 
But we'll do it as God says it and listen. And as the enemy comes in, but I'm telling you, we're going to do this thing where people go, how did that happen? And we'll say, God. And, and if you're sitting here and you're going, well, I'm not going to give. You don't have to give. You just have to do what God tells you to do. We're not going to, and you might see, see you're throwing a guilt trip without throwing a guilt trip. Passive aggressive. I'm not. I'm just telling you, you're going to watch and see God do some incredible things. And I want you to be at peace with what he's going to do. But we're, we, we really feel the Lord has told us to put vision in front of you. And we need to see where we're going. We need to be like where Scott and Tad and Rod were. Okay, we're not back here anymore. We're here. But man, okay. We want to do some things that are going to help our community. We want to have a facility that we can do more things that will help our community, that will pour into the community. And, and we'll be, the, this, the mayor and all of the people in this town will be like, oh my goodness, look what God is doing with that church. Not because we're great, but because we serve a great God. Because he's doing great things. Because I'm telling you, Marion is not lost. Marion, it's, it's still here, and God is going to rebuild this city with people like you and people like me and other believers across this great city. We cannot agree with the enemy because the enemy is in the midst of trouble and fighting and arguing and all of that. Remember J. Iris, the little girl, and he's trying to get Jesus to come to his house. Remember that? And he's saying, please, my daughter's really sick. Can you, can you just come? You ever try to get somebody somewhere and you're in a hurry and you've got to get there sometimes? You know, you, you can just, you're trying to hurry him along. You're trying to, let's go, let's go, let's go. Come on, let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, good, yeah. You know, you just want to get him there. And finally somebody comes and says, listen, don't bother him anymore. She's, she's already passed on. And Jesus recalls back, you know, basically, what did you say before? He's telling Jairus, I'm still coming. And he gets there, and the Bible says this. I like it when the Bible says, because you know it's, it's fact, it's true. And I can base anything I want on the Bible. There are people there that are already wailing and mourning, you know, just crying outside. And there are people that weren't of the same belief that were in the room. Now listen to what I'm saying. You, you go recall the story. The Bible says that Jesus had to put them out. Sometimes you're going to have to put some people out. Sometimes people are just not going to believe with you. And you don't have to be rude. You don't have to. I don't know how he did it. I don't, I don't know how he said, thank you so much for coming. I have no idea what he did to get him. He might have just said, hey, see the door? Don't let it hit you on your way out. I don't know. But it says he put them out. In other words, in that room, what he's saying is, I just need People that believe. I need people that will stand with me in agreement. You, you got some stuff. You got to stand in agreement. Don't go telling it to everybody that don't believe that. You be, you be picky. Choosy people choose people that are faith-based people. You pick people that will stand on the word with you and say, you know what, I'll believe it. You don't even have to... You know, listen to me. You don't even have to know how it's going to happen. That's what everybody, that's a problem. If you're analytical or you analyze everything, you got to figure this out before you'll believe it. Well, I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know. I don't know. And we try to put all this together. Your job isn't to figure it out. Your job is to believe. It's his job to do it. So, you know, if we'll just say, you know, I don't have to figure that out, God. That's your your end. My end is just to say, yep. 
Because Jesus told all these people, he said, do you believe I can do this? And they'd say, yeah. In, in Lazarus, they said, they said uh, if you'd have been here, he wouldn't have died. Jesus got the message in playing time to get there, and he just, the Bible says, he, one version says he sat down. And when he got there, she said, he goes, You're, he's going to rise again. And, and Mary or Martha, I don't know which one, you have to look it up. She said, but you know, I know he'll rise in the last day in the resurrection. And Jesus says this. Now listen, he says, I am the resurrection. That's what he's saying. He's saying the very same thing that Moses heard when Moses saw the burning bush. You tell them I am sent you. Jesus is saying what my father says is what I say. If you'll stand in agreement with that, things will start happening for you, and you will be amazed at the difference of time. Do you know things that I believe for now? I talk with Pastor Gary, and, and I, I've talked with him before, and you know, he'll say, what do you believe for? So I'll tell him, and he, this is, he's like the easy button at Staples. You've heard me say that before. Every time I tell him, I'm like, to me, it's a mountain. Gary, I don't know what to do. I've got to tell you about my problem. How about that accent, huh? That's pretty good. I don't even know what that was. And Gary, this is his answer to me. That's easy. That's his answer. I'm just like, that's it? He goes, oh, that's easy. But he'll tell me, he said, I remember when we used to have to believe for this. Now i got to believe in a month for all, I mean, in, in this thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars for the tv ministry for the now center for all of that stuff why gap faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word in that gap he just fills himself with the word and god takes you from glory to glory to glory and and listen to me the things that i couldn't believe for before that i had trouble that seemed like it took forever i'm preaching to myself right now I'm telling you, the things that, I, that, that if I would understand now, I've prayed for them, and they've happened so much faster. Why? Because my faith is so much stronger. As you, your faith is like a muscle. If you work it, it gets bigger. It gets better. It's, it, it works faster. But if you never work it, then it don't do nothing. So it just it has trouble getting where it needs to go. And so it has trouble getting the motor started. It's trouble. I, I really can't get on board until I get three or four people to help me. And, uh, you know, and it's good to have people help you. But when you get revelation of what you could understand, if you just come in agreement with God said, I don't need seven examples. I don't need 15 people to come up and confirm to me. All I need is God to speak it to me. And that's good enough. And once that's good enough, we can move a mountain with any of that. So listen, whatever you're believing, whatever the mountain is, maybe it's a person, maybe it's a situation, put your faith in agreement with what God says about it. You lay your hands on it. You speak over it. You confess it. You get in agreement with God. You release it in faith, and you thank him for the answer before you ever see it. And watch what he does. Fear will produce just like faith produces. So what you feed grows, what you starve dies. You want to feed fear? <laughs> fear will grow. We had uh, Maddie tried to clean out her ear one time, stuck something in her ear. You ever stick something in your ear too far? She stuck something in her ear and she said, ooh, that's not good. And then she had trouble hearing out of it. So we took her to urgent care. She didn't do anything on purpose. She was just trying, she just figured, I got something plugged in there, I'm going to try to get it out. She stuck it in too far. 
Urgent care looked in there and they said, her eardrum is completely busted. It, it, won't, it won't work anymore. It, it just, it's done. Took her to another urgent care. And there, you know, that's the thing about these places. You thank God for them, but they're really glad to take your money and still bill you. Just saying. But we paid for that when we showed up. Oh, you did? Keep the receipt. <laughs> anyway, she did that. They said the same thing. We took her to another one. They said the same thing. So we, every, your, your faith has a defining moment. Faith always has a point of release and always has a point of re- reception. So we decided, Kim and I, now listen to me. So we, we came in agreement. We asked Maddie, do you believe God could do this? And this is what Maddie says. Now listen to me. She said, I guess so. Okay, now in my belief system, I can't have guessing on that. I can guess so maybe on other things. I don't know, maybe that wouldn't important, but I can't have guessing on that, but on her. Now listen, Brett, why are you telling me that? Because this is why I'm telling you, if you're weak in your faith, then find you four or five crazy friends that'll put you on a stretcher and get you to Jesus and tear off the roof if they have to, to get you down and say, hey, listen, hey. And we just said, there's no guess so, Maddie. Jesus can do that. Did he not create your eardrum? She said, yes. Does he not want you to hear? She said, yes. Good enough for me. Don't say anymore. We took her and we paid the doctor bill. We went to another doctor, to an ear specialist. And we said, God, when he looks in there, let him see everything. And let him see that eardrum completely restored. He looked in her ear and he turned around, looked at us. And he said, I don't see any problem here. Eardrum is completely intact. Kim and I looked at each other and looked at Maddie, and Maddie was like, and we were like, yes, why? Listen to me. This happens because I'm not telling you something. This isn't voodoo, wuku. This isn't anything like that. This is God at work, and if he does it for me, he'll do it for you. If you stand on his word, you come into agreement, he'll do the things that God, he, there's nothing impossible for him. Touch your neighbor and give him a high five and say, I can hear that. So many times we tie God's hands because he's given us the authority. He has the power, but we have the authority to release that power, to believe what he said and be in agreement. You know, most football games, this is football season, most games are won on the practice field before they ever get to the playing field. They figure out, let's run this play. Let's do it so we can do it in our sleep. What are you telling me? I'm telling you, quit waiting for a moment of crisis to call on God. Because if I could see the enemy coming this far, I want to shoot him with a rifle. I can scope him. I can shoot him with a rifle. Or I can do hand-to-hand combat. And can you do that? Yeah, I can do that. But that's a lot messier. I would rather keep him clear away from my house. Are you with me? I'd rather say, okay, I see you coming. No, 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 no. I'm plugging that leak. Uh Uh-uh. Because, again, in my gap, I'm going to close the gap. (laughs) No, I'm not where I used to be because he'll bring back your past. He'll tell you, oh, you can't believe that. How do you think God's going to answer that? You know, you know what you've done. You've got to start saying, you know what? There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. God, he's washed my sins as far as the east is from the west. Oh, Father, I'm just getting up closer and closer to where you're calling me to be. Help me, somebody. You can have what you believe if you come into agreement with what God says. Well, I'm preaching a lot better than your amen, and that's for sure. Crisis will tell you what you believe. You get in a crisis, it'll tell you what's, it'll come out of your heart. 
And then you, you know, and that's not always a bad thing because at least it know, you know where you were at. Because then you gotta, you got to mark a level like, oop, okay, i got to fix that. Because if the boat's leaking, you can sit here and go, ah, flack. And if there's another leak, ah, flack. Pretty soon, you're going to run out of little holes to poke in. Find out where the leak is, plug the thing with the word of God, and start speaking it. Start believing it. Come into agreement that it's done as far as you're concerned. There's nothing else to work out. God has already worked it out. And all I got to do is step in and say, all right, God, I believe you. I'm going to say this, and then I'm done. We're going to close this thing out. We're going to still talk about agreement next week, probably the week after. And then we're going to go into the force of faith. But listen to me. I'm just trying to help you. You can come into agreement with good, or you can come into agreement with bad. You've seen enough bad. We've all seen enough bad. What if he really said what he'll do in that book, and you took him for his word? What if I challenge you now? Now, here's the thing. When I when I'm preaching faith and well, people will be like, oh, God, send me 14 Cadillacs and 13. And I no, don't do that, because that's not what we're talking about. It's not about stuff. But you need to start with something that you can build your faith with. Father, I'm just believing I'm believing you'll provide a way. For this. I don't know how I'm going to do this. But according to covenant, God, even if you got yourself in the mess, ask the Holy Spirit how you cannot repeat that mess and see if he'll help you get out of it. Come on. Because if my kids came to me and, and said, Dad, I knew I, you know what? I knew it was probably, probably I shouldn't have bought this, but I did. I, I bought this car and we needed to, and now this, and now this thing and I got to do, you know, what am I going to do? I'm not going to say, Go cry somewhere else. I don't even want to hear it. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say, okay, let's see where we're at. Let's see what we can work out. Let's figure this out. Are you with me? So you're going to figure stuff out. And God's not going to, he's not going to condemn you if you made a mistake. He, he forgave you for making a mistake. Any mistake you've already made, he's already forgiven. But you have to confess it to get it covered. He's not going back to the cross again. So what I'm saying is we have to recognize by covenant to stand under that and to operate in that. And then I come into agreement with what he says. And I've told you story after story. Lord, I just believe God, just give me $20, $20. And there'd be $20 on my windshield. And I thought, oh, why didn't I say 100? Why didn't I say 100? But you know what? I had $20 faith. Because that's what I was believing for. That's what showed up. So you need to start with something. I'm not talking just about material things. So I'm just using examples. But I'm just saying whether it's relationship, whether it's what. Just start putting God. Lord, help me with this. Maybe you're seeing something wrong and he needs to reveal that to you. So then you have to be honest enough to go, okay. Lord, I didn't see that. You're right. I'm wrong. How many knows that God's never wrong? So it's probably a pretty good idea to say, you're right. I'm wrong. And, and so then let him do that. Humility is something I'm learning, and I'm still learning it. But boy, isn't that amazing. It's just much better. You know, in the last few days, um, you know, I feel like I've been tested. But I feel good 
because I started putting things to work for me. I started saying, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Lord, give me, give me plans. And he gave me plans, and I did those plans. And I like that because when it's all said and done, I like the fruit of that better than following the enemy. Well, you know what? I love you. Great things are in store for you. You just got to get in agreement with what God says, what your father says. Because he made you. And do you know that the one that made you has the rights to name you? Okay, bow your heads, close your eyes.